ask you about what you have for the children. What can you, what can you give them facing this world um, that we're in? And if there's some hope um, that comes through these cultures that are part of you and that you have revived and translated and brought to life and many of your poems um, which I've, we've had the great honor of hosting uh, you at uh, Pratt Institute some years ago and you formed a circle with the students. We were reading your Spit Temple book with Ugly Duckling Press and you were telling us about your mother and a time when she was ill and you taught us about healing by having us come together as a circle and feeling the energy of the others in the room. Bring and lift the spirit of your mother through friendship and connection. Yes. Thank you, Sarah. Yes, I remember that moment was very emotional. And uh, it is true that my mother had lost her ability to walk. And I brought into the house a number of, of girlfriends of mine. And some of them I had never met until the moment they showed up in my house because they were friends of friends and some were old friends. And so we created this circle at home and I invited my mother to come join the circle. And the desire of my mother to join the circle was so intense that his, he, look, she stood up and walked like three steps from where she was sitting to join the group. And when I saw that, I just couldn't believe it, you know. And so uh, we did that at home. And then <clears throat> the circle that really healed her <clears throat> was that just that, that, that was just the beginning. <clears throat> and then uh, when we went to, to, the, to the performance space, and uh, then the, we, uh, before the audience arrived, we, the women, started to create this circle and again this desire of my mother to join the circle got her in the group and this current of electrical energy moved through all the bodies and I was the one holding her hand and let's say I was holding her right hand and I could feel on her right hand when the current the electrical current of the girls reached her left hand <laughs> it was like that you know, it went through all our bodies. And so, um, if you translate that to what the kids do, what we can give to the kids. And I think the first thing that we can give to the kids is their freedom back. Because this notion that the schools are little prisons has to end, you know. The schools cannot be prisons. The schools must be places of freedom of creativity of enjoyment of togetherness and then the, capa the capacity to invent and create will be reborn we started by talking how the iq of children the critical thinking and the creativity of children is uh, waning disappearing all over the world why is that is because our society doesn't believe 
that the children are creators, that the children are thinkers, that children are, you know, investigating reality. They are experiencing everything without uh, uh, necessarily uh, classifications, categorizations. And this is what I, I created a sort of method <coughs> for teaching which doesn't teach a single thing. But it has the effect of liberating this force. And my mother says that the first circle of, of transformation, as you describe them, I created when I was like, uh, I don't know, six, seven years old. Uh, and I would take the children into the forest and everybody brought their little chair and we would do a circle. So it was a sort of different kind of a schooling where I can't imagine what could I possibly uh, be doing with them. But the children loved it so much and I loved it so much that every day we had to disappear into the forest to do our different kind of schooling where children are teaching children. Some of the children were even older than me. And so this is the principle that I continue to apply. And with this principle, I have gone to indigenous communities that, like my mother, don't know that they're indigenous anymore, but have these extraordinary traditions that they have lost. And in, in a spirit of play, in a spirit of silliness and complete madness, somehow I manage for the children to remember who they are. It's not something that I do or that I say. It's something that the children feel. And they feel it because when I meet with them, I am so blown away by their own uh, beauty, their own freedom. And that is how I connect with them. You know, they, they begin, uh, the children sense when you're not controlling, when you are being a partner, you know. And this partnering in the invention of things that are weird, creative, strange, is something that is irresistible to them. And that's how we join in the invention of new wonderful things. And I'm sure every successful uh, educational system has to work in, this, in a similar form. There can be thousands of variations, but this notion of, you know, being on a level with the wrong creativity, eye to eye, is what does it. This reminds me of something you told me once in conversation. I think you were talking about the, the notion and the importance of reciprocity in, mm -hmm. in Andean thinking. And, and you said this phrase that always stayed with me. You said... Uh, and I'm talking about reciprocity as a, I mean, for in my mind, it's linked to questions of maybe solidarity. I mean, I'm thinking about, I mean, what Sarah was saying about hope, but also about how we can bridge the impossible distances, right? The impossibility of touching and being together in the present moment otherwise. Um, so I was thinking about what you were saying about reciprocity and about this phrase, which was, there is a kind of thinking that allows for everything to be related. Mm -hmm. This is something you told me once, mm -hmm. and uh, it remained in my head as a, I don't know, as a kind of mysterious cipher to something, which I would like you to say more about now, if possible. Yes, the key 
to um, liberating the children is exactly what you just said, Omar. I mean, if you feel that the children is feeling you and that the children can sense what you're really thinking of them or of this situation, are you going to use the children for your own purpose? The children can spot you in one sec. You know, are you going to command, order the children about they feel it in one sec, you see? And so if you come in a different attitude that comes from the principle that you know, because you are also a child, so you know how you related to being uh, commanded about, you know, you just hate it, you know. There is a film that I saw ages ago that shows that when a child receives an order, the cells of his or her body are rearranged in this array because of the anger that the, the child feels. So how can you speak and relate to the child uh, for the child to feel respected, to, to feel it's his, her dignity, you know? And that admitting the dignity of the other is based on reciprocity because you want for them to see you the way you are seeing them. And it cannot be done without wholeness. In other words, you cannot fake that, can you? And so you cannot, it's not about pretending, oh, how lovely this little baby and ain't that at all. It's something that comes from your deepest being. And so uh, that comes from what you just said, the notion that every thought, every action that we perform is being seen, perceived, felt by the field that exists around you. Not just the energy field, but the people, the plants, the leaves, the creatures, the flies, everything that is happening. So if you are in that mode which is now through <coughs> quantum biology, we know that everything operates through quantum states. I mean, photosynthesis operates through quantum states. And what is the quantum state? The quantum state is being able to be in several states at the same time, which is exactly how children operate. Look at a child that is unobserved. He's like sort of, or, or she is about to, what damage that can, can they do, <laughs> you see? <laughs> and damage in, 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 in the sense that, that uh, of fun, of, you know, <clears throat> of nobody supervising me. <clears throat> How am I going to make use of this fantastic moment? You know, so this possibility, this potentiality that is emerging continually, that is what being human is about. So if the child is plugged, is watching a screen, being taught by the mother that the only thing that matters in the world is the screen, the child will be autistic, the child will be dumb, the child would hate himself, hate the mother, you see. And so this uh, capacity to create hatred is what we're mastering, you know? And so how about if we turn around, you see, for example, the Warani Indians have this extraordinary saying, they say that hatred is love divided. So this potentiality to transform this culture of violence and, and hatred that we're in is still there. And it's not by chance that it's children 
who now are the spearhead of the desire and the need to transform with the movements such as, you know, Fridays for Future or Extinction Rebellion.